Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. My name is Daniel Conn. I'm delighted to be joined by Record Sports Michael Gannon and Graham Young. Guys, how are you both? Very well. Not bad, chaps. I hope you're all well. After an interesting few days, I've, I've lost a wheelie bin, but I've gained a trampoline. So, as long as you're roundabouts. Have they cloud? Yeah. yeah. I feel weird because this is the, this is the first uh, record Celtic podcast of the new year, so it's a bit late. But happy new year! Happy new year! Still, we're still in twenty twenty four. It's the longest January in history. No, I know. Although Celtic have had a bit of a hiatus as well, but they are now back in the swing of things. You can see Graham's face. You like that segue there? That was a good one, wasn't it? Oh, that um, was very good. Yeah. <laughs> back in the swing of things, and the transfer window is coming towards its conclusion. And as ever, there's plenty of rumours. Now it's probably the best place for us to start. Because, as we recorded this on Wednesday, a lot of rumours, Graham, about Matt O'Reilly and Atletico Madrid have come out today. I mean, Matt O'Reilly's been, I think it's undeniable, Celtic's best player this season, that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, it's been an outstanding performer. It's going to lead to interest and to talk us today that Atletico Madrid, you like the look of him? Uh, and for good reason as well. He's, even in the pacing in Madrid, he was, he, he, was really, he was brilliant as well in that game. The whole Champions League group stage... Um, you can understand why Girona. You can see again why they, they, they would. But this this feels more the type of club that is Areli's next move. We know as well that I think dealing with him as well would know that he's quite a cultured guy. I think he'd quite fancy a challenge like moving to La Liga. Um, I like Madrid the way they play. Like I can imagine imagine being the link man for Marat and Griezmann. It's probably the, a, a dream move for a player. But at the same time, Areli seems. A pretty grounded guy. Um, he'll know his value already. And he knows the way he's playing. I think he loves working with Brendan Rodgers. He's been able. He's the one player probably that earned so much success. But it feels O'Reilly's been the one player that's taken his game to a new level. And it might be that another six months in Glasgow remains his best move. Celtic obviously got him in a long-term contract. That's hugely important um, in terms of it comes to negotiating table. I know in this similar to the Girona, but um, offered as a loan man an obligation to buy. So. As much as it be a temporary exit, it turns into a full-time one. But as 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 we film right now, is probably in the balance type transfer as you'd get. You could understand the appeal for wanting to go. Maybe if the offer's correct for Celtic. But at the same time, it feels a season-defining moment for a player who feels he would define this season for Celtic. Obviously, Paolo Bernardo's come on again, but they two work very well in the same midfield. I think it's a massive decision. And obviously, in the next days and hours, we'll see how it transpires. Mick, we've got just over a week left of the transfer window. I know I'm putting you in the spot. I know it's how long is a piece of string. But what's your gut feeling? Do you think O'Reilly will still be a Celtic player come February 1st or 2nd? I wouldn't be putting any money on it, to be honest with you. I think this is the starting gun that's been fired um, over the, the race to get Matt O'Reilly. There's been talk about, as so you mentioned, Girona. There's the suggestions of teams in Germany and Italy and England as well. I, I think Celtic are, are a real danger of losing O'Reilly in this window. Um, I know Celtic are a really strong position. They don't have to accept any bids. They don't need the money. The player is, is very, very important to their, their hopes in the season. But unfortunately, the market sets the, the demand. And when you work operating in a player trader trading model, at some point you have to sell the player. And when those lines in the graph intersect, it, it, it might not be when you want it to happen, unfortunately. Um, and I think this is not the last we're going to hear about interest in Matt Riley. And I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this transpires over the next kind of few days as the window 
starts to close. Uh, I expect teams in England to take notice and and get involved because yeah. it now and then becomes at what price? I mean, I think I know they talk about about Madrid and Atletico Madrid and a loan or obligation to buy. That, that's just the way it would be structured. It'd be a purchase, really, and it depends on on the fee. What can Celtic accept? I mean, at some point, I don't think Matt O'Reilly's agitating for a move. I mean, I know um, he's got representation that, that, that are active, but I don't think he's agitating for a move. I think he is quite settled. He likes playing for Brendan Rodgers. I think he'd be quite content to stay this rest of the season. But if an offer comes your way that is too good to turn down, i.e. Atletico Madrid, uh, it's going to be extremely difficult for the player to turn that down, and therefore it's going to be very difficult for the club to hold tight and keep him when that kind of thing pops up. And by the way, if Atletico did come in and say there's 25, 28 million pounds, which by the way isn't beyond the realms of fantasy, then Celtic are, are kind of obligated to take that that bid because that's what that's what the model is, the demands. Um, an ideal world it happens on your terms, but you can't you can't set the market on your terms really. Uh, I know players have got contracts and all this, but that's not how the game works. If the big fishes come in and the big money bids, you you kind of have to take the money and re and reinvest it and in, into into the squad. So I, I think it's going to be. I think I said don't think O'Reilly's in any hurry to go. I think he would be quite content. But if a bid like this comes in. The concern I would have for, uh, from a Celtic point of view, I think this might force English clubs to make a move because he, he, he does look tailor-made for the, the English Premier League. I mean, you see guys like James Madison, I'm going to spell up here and then going and being a, a revelation down the road. I, I, I don't think it's beyond um, the realms of fantasy to think that the similar path that, that O'Reilly could take. So if I, I a mid to upper ranking English team come in, and by the way, 25, 30 million pounds to these teams is a, a, I mean, change the back of the couch. Then Celtic have got a problem, um, so I think yeah, I think this is a real live issue for Celtic. Um, I say that it's all right saying we don't need to sell, we don't want to sell, but we know that that, that, that your hand came before sometimes. Uh, see, just on that, Mick, I would say, like, and you, you mentioned it being in the realms of fantasy, maybe, but I don't think I took. Like, see, just Celtic, the transfer market is mental. It's mental across Europe. Thirty million, I would say. Look, you want a matter really fine. It's thirty million. He's a, he's a fantastic player. I know he's playing in Scotland, but as you said, Graham, he did really well in the Champions League this season. He was a standout in a couple of Champions League games. You can see what kind of player he is. I just think I would, I would start the bit. See, look, you want him? Fine, but he's under contract, 30 million. Other clubs do it across the continent. Other clubs hold firm. And, you know, I know it's a different playing field, but they go and sit these English clubs. Do you know what? It's 100 million and they pay it. 30 million, as you say, is not a massive amount to these teams. I don't know what you think of that, Graham, but. And the cruel, you're bang on, and the cruel irony as well is maybe Celtic fans have been led to believe that it's hard to get players in January, but if Matt Riley gets out of Celtic, it's not been that, that would just add to the ire that's obviously there as well. And the Celtic know what they need. Brendan Rodgers has said multiple times that they need. It just feels such a mammoth moment for the club where they are right now. Rodgers' current situation and off the back of there's been challenges this season. It's not all been bad far from it, but there's obviously this feels the moment. There's got to be a title race that needs to be won. It feels that Matt O'Reilly needs to be in the team to do that. And you're right. I think that's the feeling as well. I know when Jota left for um, Saudi Arabia, there was this argument that, oh, could you haggle for even more? Well, 25 million is a pretty top fee at the time, but maybe I think O'Reilly falls under a different circumstance. I think Celtic, the, the point Mick made there is bang on that 
just the fact that Atletico Madrid have made their move, that sets other teams off who probably had long held interest in them as well. Um, it's going to be a challenging final week for the window for Celtic. I don't, I don't quite, I don't, I don't quite buy this thing that if they sell Martinelli, the league's up this morning. I don't quite buy buy that. I don't that think so either. Um, I mean, a big, a big loss, right? It would be a big loss, but that's that's football. That's the game. You 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 buy players that, that listen. Matt really wasn't even the first choice when he signed for Celtic. I mean, he certainly went for um, Riley McCree. Um, the Aussie guy um, went to end up going to Middlesbrough. So then then they went and got him instead. Turned out to be a revelation. Um, Life moves on. If you sell somebody, life moves on. Players come and go. It's um, it'd be a big loss, but the challenge is to go and replace him with another player. Um, that's and that's the business. And Celtic, that's that's their model. You can't have that model and then complain when players get sold. Again, you want to sell them in your terms, but that's not how market works. But that's as well, Mick. Like that, that's a fair point. You've got a, the mood music for the summer transfer window into this window. There's a feeling that I remember John Kennedy said a few weeks ago about Celtic would be, I think, active to try and the time comes to replace Matt Riley. But in this fan base right now, there's not a lot of belief that this this club can find players like that. And I know this about McCree over O'Reilly, and that's a fair point. But if O'Reilly goes now, how does Celtic one injury in midfield again? Now they're, they're so there's there's not much room to navigate for a team like Celtic who. They're in a proper title race. This is if Rangers win their games in hand, it's it's going to go as much a distance as it has in recent years. I think just psychologically, the whole dynamic of the title race could shift where they leave them. But they could win it. But yeah, but you also but you also got to remember that Rio Tati's back fit again, uh, and Paolo Bernardo is really coming onto a game, having been a very, very much a slow burner. So you could be if your midfield's going to be Callum McGregor, Bernardo, and Tati, it's not a bad midfield. Is that, is that a, a league winning midfield? Of course it is. Of course it is. And that's without buying anybody else. The, the trick is they have to have somebody lined up to bring to come in. Um, and it's so these are, these are two things that are working in, 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 at the same time in different directions. You certainly have to be quick on their feet for sales because that, their model is built on player sales. That's it, you can't you can't have a player trade model and then complain when you trade players. It just has to wait goes. I mean, I mean the last time. I think losing was it Musa Dembele in the last day of the window a couple of years ago under Rodgers and that, that that didn't go down too well. But Celtic should have been anticipating that to have somebody coming in. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and, and eventuality because it's, it's going to happen. It, it, the, 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 your assets are there, and at some point teams are going to chance their arm and try and take them off you. And it's all right saying they don't need to sell or don't want to sell, but sometimes you need to sell because that's just the you can't buy a player. And say, well, you come here, you get a platform, you, you can compete for trophies, you can play Champions League, and then we'll sell you to a club when they come in for big money. That breaks down if you stop people getting sold for big money. I mean, that's that's the that's the end of the, that's the end game. Aurelie's done two years at Celtic. Ideally, another six months would be perfect and selling for thirty million pounds in the summer. But you don't get to set the terms of the buying clubs. If they want them, they want them, um, and you can't stop it happening. Um, I'm, like, I'm, I want it. I would just say, just, I kind of touched on it before, but I don't know, I, I think maybe the mood in the Celtic fans is that's fine, he's got to go, he was always going to go, as you say, Mick, that's the model. But I think, like with other, with other transfers that you see, I think Celtic fans that want it to be a bit silly. I know, I know that sounds a bit silly. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, see if it comes out and it's, look, he's went for 33 million, you go, do you know what, that's just stupid money. If it comes out and he's went for 18 million, rising to 21 or something, you go, well, hang on a minute, like, 
It's not yeah. Really- I, I just think I just think I don't know. I think Celtic need to be a wee bit I Yeah, but I don't think you can accuse I don't think you can accuse Celtic and, and historically of, of, of selling guys in the cheap. I mean you could argue I, that. I mean you could argue that Juranovic and, and Jack and Marcus maybe could have got more money for those guys. Um I know they knocked back back in the day they knocked back nine million for Boyata, then lost them for nothing in the summer, which was a was a sore one. Um but and you look at I mean you look at the money 25 for Tierney, 25 for Jota, 20 for Dembele, 18 for for uh, Edward, 16 for 15 for Ayer, whose contract's running out. I still do tend to play a hard bargain with these guys. So I don't think they're going to let O'Reilly go in the cheap. And especially, as I'm talking about, if other teams come in, the fee's only going to rise. Do you know what I mean? If there's interest from England, if England comes in, that puts that gives the, even teams in Spain and Italy and Germany. That's a problem for them because English clubs have got seemingly bottomless pits of dough. Um, and if you see a team like a I don't know like a, a West Ham or something like that, saying right, there's there's thirty million quid, they could do it in a blink of an eye. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, and you, you you're powerless to stop that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a fraught. I thought a few final few days of window for Celtic because I think I think they are starting to circle now, and it wouldn't surprise me if there is a, a hefty bid coming in from somewhere that's going to um, give them a real problem in that sense. But what can you do? Make sure you go and buy a replacement. I don't want to make this the whole Celtic fire sale podcast, but the other the other news that we planned talking about was Leila Bada, who's another name that's been linked with with a move in the last coming days. I saw last night, Graham, that it was. There's several English clubs mentioned with a potential loan with an option to buy. Uh, it's a weird one, Abada, because he's been out injured for a long time, but I think reading between the lines, Rogers fans have been a big player for him. Uh, in his first season, he got 15 goals, 13 goals last season. Yeah. I personally think Abada's a really good player. A really good player and another one that I would want really good money for. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the complex issue is going on in terms of it goes beyond football with Abada. Everyone knows that. Um, and I think there's a real, as much as there's a real sympathy within the Celtic fan base about his situation, in respect of what flags are flying in the stands. I think with most Celtic fans that you speak to, uh, like him, you could hear the cheery go when he come off, uh, came off the bench against Rangers. A bigger pause. People value what he does. What he does. I think with Rodgers, just purely in a football sense, might like be a key asset to the way he plays. He's not the best player against a low block. Neither's Maeda. To be fair, he, the, the the style he gets, he's better when there's space in behind. Um, excellent finisher, um, can make a real difference, and there will be in the bigger games more space, obviously. But I think it's a complex situation for a player who probably wouldn't be at Celtic for the next two, three years anyway. I don't think that would be his long-term plan. I think he is a player ambitious, maybe try his next move. Perhaps something does come off, but I think I know Nicholas couldn't play in the same position. Uh, but I don't think that's any prerequisite. I think Brendan Rodgers would like multiple good wingers with different styles of play for the second half of the season. Uh, but it's quite... I think that is the key thing to note about. I think there's a real appreciation for him within the support. It's not... Obviously, that it's been a, it has been a complex situation with the... Um, and the player himself been addressed. Brendan Rodgers has addressed it, speaking to him coach them, mentor them, try to get them back involved as well. I don't think Celtic would be quick to give them up. Um, I think they would really want to keep around for the second half of the season. So, yeah, not- you're saying there's appreciation from the support for Abada. They like the Abada the player, but listen, listen, forget our 
political points of view on this on this situation in the Middle East, we're not qualified to talk about, right? But this is a young kid whose whose home country is is at war, and Celtic fans are flying flags of the country they're at war with. It, it, it's it's the, for the kid to be in that position, and the political pressure he's getting in the home front as well. I think he's gone. I think he's. I think he'll go. Uh, I don't see how. I don't see how it can work for him. Honestly, I think um, if he'd been fit the first half of the season, I think he'd have been sold in January, or I think he'd be fortunate to get sold. I think that's why they were talking about this loan deal to prove his fitness with a view to, to going. But I think I, I don't think it, it's a really unfortunate situation for him and the club. But I just don't see how it's it's feasible for him to, to, to keep performing at Celtic, unfortunately. And it's all right saying he get cheered when he's on the park and all that stuff. So I'm saying the kid the, the kid has seen banners. Well, that's fair. Supporting a country that his, his country are, are at war with and his family members are, are could be in danger. He just don't know. I say, I mean, not, it's not for us to wade into this political situation and give our points of view on that because it's way beyond our qualification and expertise. But would, um, you, would you say, Mick, one, one element of that about you get the cheer against Ray, but what's the point in going through that process with him? Why would Brendan Rodgers... He's not going to get a move. He's no fit. He's got to play. He's got to play. He's got in the park to get a move somewhere, either on loan or. So he's got to play his fitness again. So that's why he got to back in the pitch again. And um, I think then Rodgers would love to keep him. I think he's done his his best to kind of help him through this period, and he's and he's tried to kind of support him and help him try and steer his path through this really tricky situation. But unfortunately, I think it's just too big. I think it's too much of a it's too big a situation for him to manage. A kid, he's only a young kid as well. He's made twenty one years old, um, under immense pressure from back home, um, and it's listen. Put yourself in his shoes. I mean, as I say, forget about your your own politics and put yourself in the shoes. If you're living in a country and 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 you're seeing banners of the a, a country that's at war with your country, I, I don't see how that. How you can we feel comfortable in that situation? Well, I, don't, I don't think you could, but just to counteract that, Mick, you either play one, he's, now he's played twice at Celtic Park, right? He's played two games back at Celtic Park. There's how many more before the end of the season? Nine or ten. And I'd, I agree exactly what you're saying. There will be mammoth pressure on him. But you've got to this point. He was out injured when it was at its abs, absolute highest point between club and fans and all that stuff. But now he's been on the pitch against Rangers as well in another game. There's we're not that far away from him. If a loan doesn't come off, he could be a, a part of the second half of the season. And while probably having the same grievances he would have anyway, and as I touched upon, the support would be there. I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility to make it work until the summer, but I understand the pressures that come with it. Uh, I, I just think, I, I just I just don't, I just don't, I think there's a, a real situation brewing there that's difficult to manage. And, and unfortunate for, for, for Celtic as well, that it's probably going to cost them Five or six million quid because this is a, a, a kid who, if he'd been on the same trajectory and, and got fit and played the second half of the season and the way he played in the first two seasons, I think he would go in the summer anyway. I think he is looking, I think he was thinking about it last summer until Rogers kind of persuaded him to stay longer, sign a new contract and wait and see what's coming up. I think um, he was potentially going in the summer anyway, but a player who would probably be 13, 14 million pounds next summer is probably going to go now for six or seven million, maybe eight million max. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's all, so this situation is is also knocked about six million quid off his value, unfortunately for Celtic. He's, um, he's such a unique player as well. He's not he's not like an out and out winger. He's some of the goals that he scores, goal spinning at the back post. I mean, just that's Paul McGrath. He's been a great signing because he, he he's, he's just got end product. I mean, sometimes he's he's, he's an in game play isn't is a bit rough and ready, but he's got end product. He, he creates goals and he scores goals. He's been a a, a real 
top performer for Celtic over these couple of seasons and the success that they've had is a lot is down to him. Big game performer as well, done it in matches against Rangers and yeah. all that stuff. He's he's been terrific. Um, I just think it's it's too far down the line from. Uh, I, I mean, listen, it's, it's speaking to to, to 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 folk around and 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 hearing the noise from from he's getting from back home. Um, it's un, the poor lad is under is an impossible situation, really. Um, and unless you're in these in those shoes, you can't you can't say what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell you, I mean, I'm trying to think of a, an example of. I mean, if you're a, a Scottish player playing in a, a abroad in a country, and then your country's invaded or whatever, or how you perceive it, and that country's got flags up with your the, the nation that's invaded you, I don't see how you can hang about. Mm. I mean, it's all right saying the support, the fans support the player, but by being so politically overt in the in the in their support for for Palestine. If it's not just a bit, a bit of support, I mean, it's it's unequivocal, full backing, and and again, you can you can you can have your own opinion on that, um, say your things. It's not for us, but for for the player, that puts him in a hell of a jam. Mm-hmm. It really does, um, and I don't know if he can block that. If he can block it out and just go on it, I just don't know if he can. Um, see, listen, if he does, Celtic have one I watch, and if you get him back playing, performing, and getting on with the job and doing what he does, then it's it's an absolute bonus, but I, I just think the path is 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 too treacherous for for him at this point in time. On the flip side, in the transfer window, guys away from selling players, let's <laughs> maybe finish today's pod by talking about potential incomings because Graham, you mentioned that Nicholas Kuhn has arrived. I think for what three three and a half million quid from Rapid Vienna. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite excited about him as a player. Looking at um, some of the stuff I've read, he's obviously got some pedigree uh, for the players, uh, the teams that he's played for previously. Um, he supposedly stats you you might you know better, Graham, but he's kinda what is it they say? He's in game runs, he's a, a progressive runs in games, oh, progressive passes. A, a wise scout classic, Daniels, you know. Uh, the, well, what's good about Kuhn, I think the biggest selling point with Kuhn has got to be the fact that he's got major club experience. Bayern Munich, Leipzig, Ajax, young, didn't quite come off, but it's got enough about him to go to Rapid Vienna, play well. I think there's a there's a model for these type of players. Let's take them like Martin Odegaard right on a different level. But Real Madrid is a way to associate that did very well. Found themselves Arsenal came again. So these guys who at 16, 17, and 18 were viewed as top, top talents. It might not have quite happened in the the way they hoped it would, but they've got a way to kind of find themselves again at still a relatively young age. I think there's plenty like about he's properly quick, isn't he? Like that's mm-hmm. the selling point. He's got real pace. And he does, I think if you watch the highlights, he does things simply, so you take Kieran Tierney and the original Rodgers team, those low crosses in the box all the time That's what he just does, he doesn't put silly dainty balls up to the back post That's it's just in, the, in behind the winger low cross in, and it works well that's the way Celtic are trying to break teams down I think there's every reason to be excited there's been plenty of reasons to be excited about Owen Beck as well I was blown away with his level of performance at Dundee, obviously that's not happening um, now, the only place he can go back to is Dundee but I think for Kuhn, obviously, he's a, a top player. And I, I, I would have been all for Owen Beck as well. I think he's, he's a proper level about him as well. well I, I'm excited about Kuhn as well. He's only 24. But, Mick, if the, Brand, if the transfer window slams shut tomorrow, or today rather, Brendan Rodgers wouldn't be happy. He just want incoming, would he? I mean, there, there must be other areas that he wants to address. Well, listen, he, Brendan Rodgers will be talking about wanting quality for, for months before the window opens. Um, would, would Kuhn... The only sign represent the the quality, uh, not not enough really. 
I think they need to do more. I think this is a Celtics kind of recruitment side of things now under serious pressure. The window starting to close. I think they're going to have to get a shift on. They're going to need to be very quick on their feet. So I said, I mean, you're looking at O'Reilly or Abada could be at the door. Um, they're going to need to get their skates on. Um, I think there'll be the usual couple of loan deals in late in the window in January, probably. Maybe those kind of loans with obligation to buy type jobs. Um, but at what, at what point is this team going to be getting raised? I mean, at the moment, they're firefighting to fill gaps that are, are popping up. Um, they, they didn't really fill the Jota gap. Um, even the Aaron Moy, Aaron Moy gap. I mean, Bernardo's come in there now and looks as though he is, he is filling that gap now. Um, so I, I think they still need another striker if, if Kyogo's injured. But I don't understand that's a tough one because you're looking for guys really going as, as a kind of number, not the second or third choice striker, but a kind of sharing the kind of backup role with, with O. But I think they do need someone because Kyogo, I mean, we know he's managing an injury. Um, he's soldiering on, um, still doing the business. I still think they need, definitely need um, help at left back for Greg Taylor. I think Greg Taylor's first choice, and he'll stay first choice, but he needs help because he plays every week and he's he's, he's at some point he's going to need a break, need a bit of help uh, or competition. Um, I still think there's, I think right back is also an issue because I think a lot of these games uh, against teams that sit deep in the low block, I don't think that's Arthur Johnson's strength. I think he's better in the bigger games, i.e. Champions League, the derbies. I think he's, he's he's very effective in those games. I don't think he's got the, the dynamism for the kind of breaking down teams. I think he's a wee bit slow on the ball, and he's not. So he's not waiting for him. He's not going to assist this season, um, which as I said a lot as well. So I don't think that's he could do with a, a, a quick, um, creative fullback for those kind of games. Uh, I think that's necessary. I say, I mean, midfielders now. If if you're talking about O'Reilly being, being a, a real a real live issue, that will need replaced. Um, Celtic need to have a list of, of three, four, five guys and getting ready to hit the button. And they don't if they don't do it, <coughs> excuse me, they're in bother because the wind the summer window was, was seriously terrible. I mean, it was really was a poor window in terms of the number the bodies could come in. None of them were really first team ready at that stage. I say Bernardo has come on to a game. The rest aren't improving the team. The challenge was to improve the team. That's not happened in the last window. Has it happened this window? You're saying couldn't come in potentially uh, uh, exciting signing. There needs to be more. So you need to start upgrading the team. They've got money in the bank. I know January is not really the time to be doing it, but at some point you need to sign players who are better than the ones on the books. That's and it. Happen. I mean, if they don't, if they don't make any more permanent signings, I mean, if they get a couple of loans in, in the last few days of the window, depending on who they are, uh, I think they'll get. A, I think they'll get a loan striker in anyway. Maybe, um, but I, I think if we don't get a couple of good signings in the door, I, I think there'll be serious questions asked. And if we don't win the league, I mean, this year that we help to pay the punters a bit, be fuming. Is there any chance? Any chance? That's a question to both of you again. I know you know I'm putting you in the spot, but do you have any chance of a last minute Mayovsky or Lauren Shanklin just going in, getting the deal done? No chance. Uh, I don't think there's any reason. Those two players in particular would be anyway slightly and others mentioned. I, I, I think Aberdeen, they've been, I don't mean surprisingly resolute, but I thought Miofsky looked like a player prime to go last summer and he's got even better this year. Um, Shanklin's a difficult one. It does feel that at some point, it feels that maybe Rangers is his 
destination, but that might not be this window. It might be the summer. Um, I, I think going to be to just go back to Matt Riley as well. The more you digest it, it's just breaking news. Like they just can't afford to lose a player of that quality. It just yeah. that that will be the, that is the biggest decision Celtic might made this point there about upgrading. That's the feeling. Like Palmer's been good, but he's not Jota, is he? Starfield for all his moments at times, he was a proper defender. Him and Carter Vickers, the scales have done very well, but he's not as good as Starfield. He's not that. There was just a robustness that those two had together and playing Ange ball, pushed higher up the pitch. That's something scales wouldn't be able to do. They sit slightly deeper than before. Um, I just feel that's that's the issue. It's about upgrading this team. They're in, they will be in a title fight. Come on, the Rangers, he's proven already that he'll win games. Win games, Rangers should. So, where Riley's take Riley first and foremost, if he goes, which just feels season defining, probably era defining for Celtic in the next couple of years to then catch up for that point on. Um, and as Mick mentioned about striker as well, it is the hardest position because. All at times can come on and get a couple of goals in games. Who goes in trenches as a starter? You're probably looking at some kind of marquee loan move fingling for a player who's that style of player for six months rather than a permanent deal. Someone who can come in and play games. Uh, but it's absolutely the t- 24th of January, Daniel. Um, quality signings has been the, the mantra since September. Just that after the, I think there's a real agitation, rightfully so, among Celtic supporters that things need to happen quickly. Quickly is not a word that feels very commonplace right now when it comes to Celtic and transfers. Uh, we need we need to wrap up, guys, because I've, I've I've dragged this on for ages and he's got lives to lead. But Mick, what do you think, Shanklin Majowski? No much chance for Shanklin. Shanklin, no, because for a few reasons. Um, Twenty-eight, probably talking three, four million quid. Uh, doesn't really fit the fit the kind of model. Uh, also, in terms of Shanklin, he, he needs to be playing every week. Uh, there's a European Championships coming up. Um, you you can't afford to be getting ten minutes here and there if Kyle goes playing every week. Um, so no, not for, not Shankland for for me. Uh, Thomas Celtic, Majowski, a different situation perhaps. Uh, again, though, Aberdeen are holding out for 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 big money. Um, again, they're certainly going to pay four or five million pounds for a guy who's not a guaranteed starter. I, I would doubt it. I would doubt. I would doubt it. Um, it's not. That's not one. I would expect them to. Um, would they score goals, Celtic? Yeah, more than likely. Um, but again, it, it, is that would it be a value for money? I don't know. Celtic could do. I mean, uh, I say the, the pressure is going to be on. Celtic fans want them to spend a few quid. They did spend money in the summer. A lot of these kind of more, more I like to the word was project, wasn't it? But every player signed Celtic, a project player. Um, so I don't quite buy that. But you'd think that at some point they're going to have to go out and spend. Four and five million pounds on two or three players, no. uh, or folk are going to say, "What is the point of having that money in the bank if we're jeopardising the, the, the league, the league title?" Exactly. That's, that's the reality, because at the moment, Celtic have, have kept their nose in front. They got the result against Rangers at, at Celtic Park. Um, it showed that there's still a fragility with Rangers, but they've showed signs of of being of being stronger under the new manager, and I think they will get better. Um, they've, they've made a few moves in the transfer market already. I still think they've got a bit to do in, in, in a general picture, but Celtic need to react as well. Um, and if they don't, the, the, the punters are going to be asking questions because there's no point in having money in the bank if, if the team's getting weaker each window. And that's what's happened over the last window. And if it happens again, if they say they lose two key men and don't replace them with proper signings, 
it's, there's going to be big questions asked about how about the the way the team is is going. Um, so this is a big week. This is a big week for for Celtic off the pitch. Unless it's a ready a ready made striker, or I remember remember Craig Bellamy signing on January deadline day. If that was a uh, those days are gone, unfortunately. I think uh, my, my birthday is the thirty first of January. I know you guys know that, and you get your presents ready and that. But Mick, don't don't kill my hope. I've got a feeling there's a uh, the days of the, the the Robbie Keens and the Craig Bellamy's. I think um, the way the English league is gone, when I mean, these guys now are on the kind of money. I mean, they're big money back then, but now guys at that level. I mean, a guy who's let's say like a, a, a Spurs or a Liverpool. Uh, or a Newcastle backup striker, it's probably 140 grand a week. Um, <laughs> so uh, these are these deals that, are, that were done in the past. I think are a, unfortunately a thing of the past. You might get you might get a kind of academy level EPL striker who's looking for a bit of, a bit of game time, um, a kind of 19, 19 year old kind of academy kid, something like that. But I, I, think, don't know. I, I don't know, Mike. I think you've been pessimist. I think there's a, there's a big one incoming, 150 grand a week. What's uh, this? Um, yeah, maybe well, maybe Salah might want some time to get some maybe his fitness back up if they're injured. Never know, guys. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, Graham. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, cheers. We'll be back next week. <laughs>